Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Lunch Table Talk. I am your host. My name's Karan. If you haven't figured that out by now. Um, today's a special episode because it's the last episode of 2023. It is also our season one finale. Yay! Yay! We've gotten to that point. Yay! Also, I want to recap a few things that's happened to me. And a few highlights of this podcast, as well as talk about a few topics before we even start going into 2024. And I also want to give you a quick preview of what my goals are, not just for myself, but for this podcast moving forward. So to start with, let's start with a couple topics that I want to dive into before we start doing a recap of this year. First topic, Jonathan Majors. Now, before I dive into it, I must apologize to you guys. It's been a month since I posted something, and that is because of work, the Christmas holiday, and to be honest, I've been working on other episodes I want to upload, but unfortunately, I didn't feel comfortable with those, and that is, we'll talk later in another segment about being a one-man band as to why this podcast is the way that it is, because... I have final say of what, what I will upload and what I won't upload. So anyway, let's get on to Jonathan Majors real quick. Now, of course, he was found guilty. And I'm not going to go into the court thing and talk about he probably shouldn't have and all the other innuendos. I'm just going to talk about how as soon as he was found guilty, Disney just dropped him. We all knew that was going to happen. But uh, as a fan, I'm going to take a couple seconds to say I'm disappointed because I was looking forward to the Kane the Conqueror's uh, saga. I was looking forward to the Secret Avengers. I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to take this guy's character who was, he seems like he's more unbeatable than Thanos. I'm not mad at Jonathan Majors. I'm just disappointed of how this is all shaken down. And he becomes another brother that's caught up in the system. And like I said in my last episode, as far as guys and women, yo, man, y'all got a lot of lot to protect. You have to think a little bit smarter when you're in these situations. Disney was going to be a major look for him. Now, if you don't know who Jonathan Major is, just Google him. But I can name you two movies he was in, and I thought he played excellent roles in he was in white boy rick story and he was in creed 3 let alone he, he's done numerous tv shows and he was in the loki series this, the loki season 2 series he was excellent so he was gonna play kane he's you know basically he's he's who remains and the way you're gonna have to play those roles and be all these different personalities i believe he had the moxie to carry it off. So now Marvel's going to pivot and go a different direction. Me personally, I just wish they just recast Kane the Conqueror and just continue on with the saga. But I understand. They're probably not going to do that. My best friend, we talked about it. And he said they're going to probably do something like Doctor Doom or something. But right now, there really isn't but probably one movie scheduled for next season next year should say season next year 
But Jonathan Majors, hold your head up. He will be going back to court February 6th to get his sentencing. And most people believe he's going to probably get a year in jail. He's already, people have already started to leave his side. I'm not going to leave your side, my man. I just pray that whatever transpired between the two parties, they can find some place they can heal and move on with their lives. But once again, fellas, they're not playing out here. Once upon a time, you used to could just, it ain't like that no more. I don't even want to really go into the details because it's the end of the year. In 2024, we want to start off new. That is my two cents, at least on that subject. Subject number two, Draymond Green. (laughs) And I wasn't going to talk about Draymond, but shout out to my cousin, Mike. We had a very interesting conversation yesterday. And that conversation went as this. He said that Draymond Green was still respected. People, he could walk in the locker room and he can hold those guys accountable. Like, if he was to somehow come to the Pistons locker room, he can hold those guys accountable. And I told him, no, he can't. Now, prior to his incidents, I would probably say, yeah, he probably could. But after what I've seen so far of him this season, he's lost all credibility with pretty much everyone in the league right now. They really want to know what's really wrong with him. If you're a current NBA player, I mean, you can, if you listen to this podcast, you can leave your opinion. But me personally, I'm not listening to a guy that's choked out somebody, that's hit somebody, and he doesn't take accountability for his actions. That's why I feel like the NBA did the right thing by giving him an indefinite suspension. Because if you gave him some games, he could just go somewhere, sit down, and be like, yeah. I can just reflect on what I've done, give you that same old speech. Then he goes back out there and he might play right for like the rest of the season. Then something will happen. And I understand he plays with emotion. He's very passionate. But at some point, you can't knock your teammate out. You can't cost your team championships. I say that plural because I could do an episode that tells you how many championships the Golden State Warriors would have won Draymond Green would have played or not acted up or did something to derail the team itself. Yes, I understand Steph Curry should be doing this, such and such should be doing that, but they shouldn't they shouldn't have to. Draymond is looked at as upon a major centerpiece of the team. And I know he's from Sag Nasty, I know he's from Michigan State, but at some point. You have to learn as an effective leader, they need you more than just your antics. Like right now, the Warriors need him more to be available and not just go in there and be the bad guy, be the bad cop. Sometimes you have to be the good cop. Sometimes you have to put petty things aside and just do your job. The days of the Rick Mahorns and Charles Oakley days are just about done and over with. They're not going to tolerate guys going out there acting like goons, at least not in that kind of way, and especially if it's not the playoffs. So for Draymond Green, I hope that you are getting yourself together, whatever it takes for you to get back in the league, because I feel like you still have some more productive years left to play. 
I do believe the skill sets and his intangibles are very, very underrated. He does bring a lot to a team when he when his head is screwed on right. But at this moment, he's not going to anyone else's locker room and setting it straight, let alone our Detroit Pistons. And now I must touch on that before we end this segment. The Pistons are just pathetic and horrible at this moment. And I know a lot of people want to turn their back and a lot, a lot of people want to say, what's wrong with them? Here's what's wrong with them. They have too much of the same thing. Let me say that once again. They have too much of the same thing. Who are the shooters? Why are they not on the court shooting? Why is Jay Nivey not starting but coming off the bench? Why do you have so many big men? This isn't 2001. This is 2023 going into 2024. And I know everyone wants to put the onus on the coach. I'm not putting my onus on the coach. The coach has to figure out what players he has and how he can use them. He has has a vision of how this team should be. Right now, it's not coming to fruition. They're going to have to make some moves, people. And I know some of you probably are not going to like what comes down the pike, but they're going to have to make some moves. I honestly couldn't tell you what they should do, but I do believe they can get a lot of nice pieces to help complement this team. After all, it's a very young team. Let's keep that in mind. It's a very young team. Secondly, is Kay Cunningham our franchise player? If he is, let's build around Kay. Let's stop taking talent that we necessarily do not need, but we need to build around who we're going to build around. Last but certainly not, but last but not seriously last, um, I didn't say that right. I'm sorry, y'all. But you have a championship pedigree. A lot of franchises don't. We need to look at our championship pedigree. That means we have a great backcourt. You have a good coach. And you play solid defense. That's what won the Pistons title in 89, 90, and 2004. You had Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. Mind you, probably the only combo guards to win finals MVPs. I don't know no one else. If you, there is, please let me know. In 04, you had Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton. Chauncey Billups was as a traveler. When he got to Detroit, he started building his Hall of Fame resume. By the way, vote him in, y'all, so we can have another Piston in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations if it's true about Bill Lambert and his nomination. The foundation for building a championship team is here. It's already on the wall. Just look at it. And I'm going to say that's my two cents as far as this part of the episode. As we're counting down the hours before the end of the year, I must take this moment to reminisce a little bit about what's happened to me in 2023. This is the year in which Karan has found an even deeper appreciation for himself, more than usual. 
for starters. I didn't think I could love anyone again. That was the reason why I was in therapy. Now, I know when you mention therapy to people, most people look at you a little side-eyed because they're like, why are you in therapy? But it was the total opposite. Some people were happy that I actually took the time to actually say, hey, I'm going to fix some things about myself. So that started, that journey started toward the end, the last four months of 2022. It ended in April of this year, well, 2023. And the main reason why it ended was because I had got to a point that we had made so much progress, I felt that I didn't really need to go back. And the confirmation came at my cousin's wedding. See, the night before we all were talking and we we're all saying incredible things. But when my cousin got up and spoke about everyone in the room, you could help but feel emotional and feel connected to the point that we didn't even go to the strip club. We just sat at the cigar bar and just, we all were feeling a certain kind of way. Knowing that tomorrow was gonna be an even special day. And it was. My cousin didn't flinch. My cousin looked at happy. Scratch being happy, my cousin was ecstatic. He was marrying his soulmate. And to see him the way that he was and how he had been going through a few things in the last several years, it made me realize that do I want to wait till I have to go through something so severe that I have to realize that love is the thing that cures everything? So in that moment, I want to say thank you to Brandon. Thank you to his lovely wife for letting me and everyone else see the energy, the love, everything to restore that love does have a purpose in Karan's life. Also, that love of sneakers, I would say took a back seat to my podcast. Yeah, I said it. I still love sneakers. I'm still a sneaker enthusiast. But my podcast took center stage. I decided to do it after basically chickening out of doing a, a sneaker channel. Cause I feel like, eh, who wants to hear from me about sneakers? I did an episode about that. You'll hear about that in the next segment when I recap my podcast season one. So I thank God for doing this podcast. I thank God for meeting exceptional people that, you know, throughout the course of this journey, I hope to build upon and meet even more interesting people. But I did mention sneakers. Let me shout out my sneaker plug, Demo Davis. I've been knowing this brother for several years. I, I can't even tell you the year that we met, but I can tell you the first sneaker purchase I got from him. And that was the 72 and 10 Jordan 11s. And ever since then, every time I need something, he has been money on the table. He's been spot on. So he's been my guy from day one. I must also give another shout out to my other guy that always seems to hit on the sneakers app. And he's always hitting me up when he's ready to sell. My man Rick, Slick Rick. Shout out to him. We used to work together, but now he works at, at uh, Stellanus now. And every time I turn around, if I, if he hits on something. I'm like, hey, bro, if you get the extra pair of this, let me know. I got you. And he lets me know, and I, I do go get him. See, you have to have more than just one plug. You got to have some resources. Also, this year, I met a guy who's, who does sneaker YouTube. I'm a subscriber. I'm a big fan of his. 
that is Payne 82. He's the king of foams. He likes foam posit pros. I like the regular foam posits. We're not going to get into a big thing about it, but he was able to get me the red foams with the leather top. I might take that on my trip. But anyway, let's stay focused. The moment of meeting him was ecstatic for me because I had never met anyone who was actually into that type of the industry. He he he's intelligent. It was awesome to meet him. And more importantly, it was awesome to get the shoes. The shoes, the shoes, the shoes. Also, this year we were hit with the UAW strike. God has blessed us that we didn't really suffer as much as some people who didn't have any work. We still work, but the hours were not great, but we made it through. That was the key. We made it through. See, if you think about this past year, it seemed like it was, it's gone by real fast, but in all actuality, it starts off slow, then gets really going. And then it seems like the last couple of months dragged just a tad bit. Maybe that's just me. But throughout the course of the year, you learn a lot of incredible things. Your boy is in a relationship. A great relationship at that. I'm not going to spill too much more of the details, but this person has changed my outlook on how I view things and see things in life. I always felt that this life that we live is not meant to be done alone. She has reassured that. You're supposed to have someone to hold your hand and walk and see all these incredible things that this world has to offer. Sometimes you're going to fuss. Sometimes you're going to fight. But in the end, you have what is best for each other in mind. And as long as we keep that mindset, we can have an eternity of laughing and joking and be 80-something years old sitting in a rocking chair on a boat going to Alaska or something or going to Norwegian or going to Australia. Sky's the limit where we'll go as far as travel because that's all I want to do when I retire from work. That's another thing I want to say on here. I've hit a milestone at work. I've worked in my job for over 25 years. Now, I know for some of y'all, that's like, ooh, that's a big deal. For me, it's like, wow, can't believe it. 25 years, it came and went. I remember when I first got hired in, I was 20 years old. We were in Detroit. And at that time, you don't think about how much, how long you're going to be working there. You just know you have a job, you have insurance. And throughout the process, as time goes by, they pay you a little bit more money. They give you either, in some respects, some people say better insurance or worse insurance, depending on who you talk to. But the reason why I've been able to stay at this place for over 25 years is because of the people. So I'm going to shout out my coworkers. Every day I make going to work easier than it was the day before. There have been some good days, there have been some bad days, but that's just life. That's a human experience. And every time you live to see a new year, you have an opportunity to start all over again. So in this moment, I like to take the time and actually list some of the things I'm going to try and attempt to do in 2024. To start with, um, I'm going to work out a little bit more. You, you heard me say it, I'm going to work out a little bit more. I'm going to, in a sense, commit myself to make sure I have at least some personal time for myself. This year, I've been consumed with my podcast, um, starting a relationship, also still collecting sneakers and worrying about certain aspects of my home. 
but I'm going to try to carve out some alone time. Also, I would like to have, I'm also going to try to do a better job of sleeping. Because sometimes my sleeping pattern is, is kind of jacked up. I can sleep for a while, then I wake up, and then I can't go back to sleep. And then I go back to sleep for a while again, and then sometimes I got to hurry up and get up, get ready to go to work because I might be running late. So I'm going to learn to balance my time a little bit better in 2024. Also, I would like to try to go to Europe or try to do something else in 2024. That's a stretch, but we're going to try. But the main thing is to go on a few more trips. Whatever you choose to do in this upcoming year, just, just, do, just do these several things for me and everything will be good. Be honest with yourself. Make sure that you look out for your friends and family. And more importantly, keep God first. God will always make sure you're on the right path. That being said, Happy New Year. Whenever you're listening to this podcast or this episode. So now what's up next? Small recap of this past season. I hope you enjoy and I hope 2024 brings you even more. podcast it's a lot of work but i enjoy doing the work in the previous segment i told you that podcast has been taking the number one priority in my life over sneakers sneakers was first and now podcast is now surpassed sneakers to a certain degree i still love sneakers I'm, i'm doing them both but doing this show has given me such incredible energy newfound success to a certain degree and all this started on may 6th which would be about six months ago seven months ago to be exact seven months ago and who knew from that one episode that we would have up to 22 i wanted to end on 23 but i really wasn't feeling any of the few i had recorded so you might hear them in season two the biggest thing that i've learned throughout this whole entire process is that no matter what, how many views you get of each episode, just try to be better. Understand some take, some don't. Some people like, some people will hate. Just continue to keep doing you. As long as it's authentic to me, it'll be authentic to whoever else is listening. And guess what? It's out there for everyone to listen at some point. So if you didn't catch the wave today, you might catch it later on down the road. That's the beauty about doing this type of medium. Also, when you're doing this type of medium, I had to learn that criticism comes along with the territory. And I'm all about criticism. I may not like it, but if it's gonna make my show better, why not? That's why I always ask, if you have any comments, please leave them. Cause I do listen to them, I do read them. But I wanna say at this time, thank you to all those who have emailed me, who have texted me, who have shown support. We need support. 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Share it with your friends, share it with your family members. Even if you only listen to it for a few minutes and just say this is not for me, thank you anyway. But season one, there's three things that I learned. Number one, I said it earlier, but to be more consistent. That means carving out time so that I actually can record, edit, produce, and make sure everything is where it needs to be before I publish it. Sometimes in the beginning, it was easy because, hey, I didn't have that much. I didn't have a lot going on. Everything was kind of like, hey, I'm putting a lot of energy toward this. But as the season goes on, as the time goes on, you're starting to say, hey, when will you have time to do this? Because now I'm getting bombarded with other things. So I have to make time to do this. The second thing, the topics. There are several different topics I want to dive into, but just didn't have the opportunity. Season two, we're definitely going to get into those topics. We're still going to discuss relationships. We're still going to talk about sports because I love sports. But we're also going to talk a little bit about politics because, you know, 2024 was the presidential election. And after that, we're still going to talk some politics. It's still going to be part of Lunch Table Talk. We'll talk a few about some local things. We also want to talk about technology. We still we didn't get into the electric car, but I want to talk about, you know, how do you feel about how gas prices have been fluctuating to a certain degree? We also want to get into therapy, you know, the human mind, you know, everyone since COVID, how much has our lives really, really changed? Some of it, we've started to come back home, but some people, some things have changed for the worse or for the best. We'll talk about that. But the main thing I want to say is I am proud of myself for sticking out and doing this podcast, doing this show. Because everyone starts something. They don't necessarily mean they always finish it. Everyone has good ideas and people put their foot out there. But when they don't see instant success, they usually just fold up tent and go away. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for saying, hey, it's a slow climb to the top. You got to keep plugging away. You just got to keep doing it. You got to find time to do it. Because there'll be plenty of things to pull you apart. So I can't wait till you guys get into season two because season two is going to start probably as soon as I come back from my trip. Maybe even sooner than that. Because a few things I have in the works as we speak. So until then, can't wait till you hear season two. And also, before I leave, we're going to try and do video. Um, Shout out to my cousin Jocelyn. She got me a sign to put up. So therefore, we're going to try and do audio. So that's another thing I'm going to learn how to do is edit video so I can upload it to YouTube or whatever. And then still do the audio through my other various platforms. If you don't know, we're still on Spotify. You still can get it on Anchor, um, Google Podcasts, as long as they still got it running. But I believe it's supposed to switch over to YouTube Podcasts, Apple Music Podcasts, Pandora and Amazon Music. So this Lunch Table Talk is on all these platforms. If you don't want to listen to it on Anchor or Spotify. I appreciate the love. I hope that you guys show the same support for season two. And season two, we're going to have some fun. We'll reconnect with you soon. Peace.
episode comes to a close, I would like to spend a special shout out to a Miss Erica, Parthenia, Coach Ken, Jamal, Thomas, um, anybody who's ever given me any critique, comments, love. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for inspiring me to make some of these episodes and create some timeless, timeless moments here on Lunch Table Talk, the first season. As we move forward, I look forward to those same people being on, but also we're going to have some new voices on. That's the interviews. We're going to get into the politics, which I said in the last segment. But more importantly, I wanted to add before I end this first season, we're going to get reviews on shows like Power, the Power Universe that I watch. If you've been looking at Raising Canaan, the first five episodes have been fire. There's been death. There's been destruction. There's been a changing of Canaan himself because he's becoming more of the guy that we're seeing from the from the original Power Universe. And also next season we're gonna I'm gonna dive into why I like the wire before I sign off and why I love the Power Universe. I'm Karan. This has been Lunch Table Talk. Thank you. Happy New Year. And more blessings for you in 2024. Peace.